Blog Talk Radio. Friends of Scotland, I am William Wallace. William Wallace is seven feet tall. Yes, and hard. Killed men by the hundreds. And if you were here, he consumed anguish with fireballs from his eyes and bolts of lightning from his eyes. I am William Wallace. And I see. A whole army of my countrymen, here in defiance of tyranny. Just come to fight a free man. A free man you are. What will you do without freedom? something to say about it. It's the AJ Bruno Show. Welcome back. It's great to be here. Hope you like the opening segment there. We have a lot to discuss tonight. We are live as always, of course. Okay. I want to jump headfirst into this whole missile nonsense uh, that's going on. Uh, 347-308-8073 is the number. Okay, why don't we discuss firstly here, this selling out to the Russians that uh, Barack Hussein Obama is undergone. This man, just when you think, you can't think any lower, he surprises you. Well, it's not really a surprise because we can expect this from him. He, uh, but it's, it's not really a new low for him either. It's kind of a new middle, you know, because the guy can go very, very low. Very low. Anyway, so scraps this idea for the missile defense shield um, by putting these missiles in Poland and having the radio battery in uh, the Czech Republic. Scraps this idea, and what does he do? What does he do? Uh, oh, oh, we're sorry, Russia. We we want to be buddies, and oh, please, please don't be mad at us. We're not going to do it. And they try and sugarcoat it and say, oh well. Uh, we're really doing the same thing, and we're just doing it in a different way, in different phases. That's such nonsense. Political manipulation. You have to spin doctors go out there and try and spin into something that's not. Now, what this is, what this is, is showing that this president, this disgraceful president, is selling out to the red bastards. That's what he's doing. He is selling out to a country which we shouldn't even consider our allies. 
And this man ought to be ashamed of himself. But he has no shame. Because he's Barack Hussein Obama. And this is just beyond. So what we're doing now is we're leaving our country more vulnerable to attack. We're leaving our country, our allies in Eastern Europe, more vulnerable to Iranian missiles, to threats from our enemies. But he doesn't care. He's all about appeasing. Uh, let's go to the phones. Secret caller, you're on the AJ Bruno show. What's going on? Hello, my name is Lorraine Ramel, and I come from Soviet Russia. I've noticed that you have been slandering those who uh, have left-wing political beliefs. And ask you why you do not believe in communism. Very good, and I think it would benefit America greatly. Well, then thank you. Thank you for that, comrade. I appreciate it. Okay, let's go to another one of our favorite trolls here. I believe we have a liberal online, too. Hello, Mr. Liberal. What's going on? Mr. Liberal, 262, you're on. Me? Yes, hello. Oh, I didn't even press 1 to watch. I was just listening to the show. Um, oh, well, actually, I do have a question. Um, I'm sure. trying to listen to your show on the Internet, and it keeps giving me a Microsoft Visual C++ runtime library error. Do you know anything to fix that? I do not, but I would see um, what the issue is, see if there's a help on there. Try Yahoo Answers. That helps out a lot, too. Um, I'll go put you back on the line there so you can listen in. Let me know if that works out for you. Okay. Anyway, so if anyone believes this president is nothing short, is nothing short of weak on national security, an appeaser, a disgrace, that's what he is. He didn't care about securing America. He didn't give two hoots of that. And yet, I'm sure there's still people out there, probably some listeners, some liberal listeners listening, who will defend him on this. And I would love to hear it. You know what? Call up 347-308-8073. You want to defend this weakness? You want to defend this sucking up to the Russians, selling out our friends and allies who are constantly under pressure, under pressure from Russia? I would love to hear one of the leftists defend it. Go ahead. Oh, maybe one wants to defend it. Hello, would you like to uh, defend uh, President Hussein? One, 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 hello? Hello? Okay. Uh, like I said, there's no one who could seriously make an argument for this. The fact is, this president, I did say Prussia did not. Yes. <clears throat> well, that's, that's not as bad as saying uh, 57 states, like uh, President Hussein well, once said. But we can't mention that stuff either, can we? Because he's brilliant. Right? I know that oh, oh, I, I hate to get sidetracked here, but isn't the president so smart, right? He's so smart and he's just so, oh, so wonderful, 
how can you not love him? He's such a unifying figure. Oh, he's such a good guy. He just gives you this warm feeling inside, you know, a tingling, tingling sensation up your leg. How can you not love him? Wow. And all the hope and change that he brings. Oh, it's so great. I'll have to tell you, tell you what, sucking up to our enemies and selling out our allies, uh, that's the kind of hope and change I can believe in. What about you? Disgraceful. This is nothing short of disgraceful. And, you know, you know who's a major tool? Uh, Secretary Gates. Defending us. Defending us. Well, yes, we. I would prefer to have him in there than a downright left disappointing. But at this point, it seems like he's saying whatever he has to keep his job. And you know, you know, what kind of principles do you have if you defend something like this? Barack Hussein Obama is a sinking ship. Let it go down. Let it sink. Don't jump on the boat. He'll do it himself. He'll dig his own grave. He will dig his own grave. Unfortunately, we have people who... No, unfortunately for us, unfortunately for them, who will go along with it, no matter what. No matter what. I see here now in the chat, in the show chat here, we have some uh, leftists too afraid to confront me on their viewpoints, too afraid to stand up for what they believe in, because they're cowards, absolute cowards. Maybe that's why they support uh, appeasing Iran and doing whatever Russia wants us to do. When Russia is hardly an ally and is a fairly authoritarian state. Okay, the Russians of all people, one of the most brutal histories of any nation in the world. That country, well, not, not every one of the countries, but a significant majority, they just breed hatred and authoritarianism and state control. And what can you expect after centuries of czarist rule and then the better part of a century? of communist rule. The society has been molded into this militaristic, very hostile state. And it's just a shame, you know, but I don't know. And for the record, uh, we are not prioritizing hidden numbers. So if you want to talk on the air, call up like a big boy. Okay. It's rather cowardly to not. But hey, if you want to be a coward, be my guest. Although I would have to say that you're chicken. Much like Barack Obama. Because he just chickens out against the enemy. Okay. Let's go to the phone call, 843. You're on the AJ Rush. Hello. Hey, I'm sorry. I'm just having trouble uh, listening to your show. I didn't even mean to get put into the queue. I didn't even press one. I'm just listening to your show. I'm just uh, having no issues. Pro- no problem. We'll put you back in there. Um, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are having issues tonight. Keep trying if something's going wrong here. Uh, so 
sorry about that. If you can't listen to it now, hear it on podcast later, which is uh, rather unfortunate. Okay. Uh, if you call up, then just <clears throat> press the button to raise your hand so I know you want to talk. And I will see in the queue that you want to speak. Okay. Anyway, <clears throat> sorry for any technical difficulties they're having today. Uh, I'll blame you for that. Okay. Anyway. So, oh, we do have another, right, we have another caller. Let's go to the line, 704. Hello. What's going on? Point yeah, seven. What the hell was that? Yeah. Are you scared that I'm going to beat you in a debate? Oh, go ahead. Try and beat me. Okay, I want to say that communism is great because everyone gets equal. The government gets to tell you what you do for a living, so you always have job, unlike in America where you don't have job and you are all poor. You have a rather awful uh, Russian accent. You should really work on it. Um, well, you see, I migrated to, uh, to Canada, so that kind of modeled my accent a bit, I would say, eh. But you... You know, you're, you're attacking my accent, and you're not, uh, you're not debating, you're not disputing the fact that communism is the greatest creation ever by my hero, Lenin Marx. Oh, yes, communism is a great system. Uh, why don't you call up seriously and try and defend communism? But you can't. You can't. You know, I love how people try and, try and make an argument for that. Too. Communism as a system... The state serves as God. Everyone else is subordinate. And uh, what good does that do? Let's see. Um, commun- people like to <clears throat> uh, people like to put the blame on America, for instance. But communists have killed as than let's say a hundred million people overall. There is no more evil of a political or economic system in the world than communism. It is disgraceful. I think 262 wants to talk here. He's got his hand up. That's it's by mistake, but I, no, I don't think so. Okay, we'll put you on the air. What's up? Hi, uh, I have a quick question. Uh, who, I don't mind me infringing, but um, who was, what was the area code of that last number? Uh, that was a, oh, what was it? Something in Western North Carolina, whatever the area code for that is. Okay. Because I, I knew someone that might have been going to do a Russian accent on this show. So, I wasn't, was that, uh, not endorsing that kind of thing, just making sure it wasn't them. But I do have yeah. a question, a serious question, not if the unborns are going to eat you, but, um... About I know you're strongly against abortion, and did I'm not sure. Uh, what's your complete opinion on that? Like My not just you're against it, but I mean reasons behind it, that kind of thing. Well, the reasons behind it are uh, reasonably explanatory. If life begins at conception, and it's in a society, we. Uh, we don't respect that life. If we pick and choose, we play God, who gets to live and who doesn't, then well, we basically undermine the whole ideals 
of Western civilization. The whole idea, idea of the enlightenment, of liberty, of freedom. And who are we to say, well, you're more human than someone else. You have the right to live and you don't. When you get into those arguments, those picking and choosing, that's a very, very, very fine line that gets crossed by far. Yeah, I, I'm personally um, against abortion and the fact if someone does it by mistake, you know, something goes wrong. But I think that in certain situations, like such as like a rape victim or something, I think that might be acceptable because they're doing it for self-protection and they're they're possibly being you know ruining their life, not to mention the life of the child that they oh, sorry about that the uh, child that they would have, <clears throat> and um. It seems kind of unfair that both of them would not live to the full potential that they would be able to. I wouldn't say that. That's why there's other alternatives. Um, well, there's adoption. Just yes, because now people get into arguments about exceptions too. But I think, well, first of all, I would much rather there is no excuse whatsoever for the fact that uh, we have abortion on demand. If you want to argue about exceptions, at least if we only have these exceptions, there will be very few abortions. The way it is now, it is a massive death toll, and it is nothing short of a complete holocaust. 15 million since the legalization in uh, in 73. And once you get to the, if we're getting to the argument about, about exceptions, my personal opinion is, if somebody commits a crime against you, well, it's horrible, to go and commit a crime against another life, you know, that's, that's a double. Um, in, in the fact of it being legal, though, do you think we, as as men, uh, have the right to be making that decision, though? Wouldn't it be the women that would actually have to be the ones going through this process? That would be the ones that would have to make that decision. And if to outlaw that or to make it legal for certain exceptions, I mean, I don't think we're qualified here to judge whether or not they should have to do something or not. Mm-hmm. Well, who are they to judge um, whether or not someone should die because of a decision that they made? Well, yeah, if it was if a it's... rape victim, though, it was they wasn't their choice. That's that's very that's a very rare uh, circumstance. But if that were the case, if that were the case, then. Um, what what gives them the right to do that to someone else? I mean, that's the bottom line. Just because, let's say, let's say I come and beat you with a baseball bat. Does that, that give you the right nice. <laughs> Maybe not, maybe not. But let's say after you recover. If you go and do that to me, is that not a crime? Same line of reasoning. Same line of reasoning. Okay, uh... Thanks for that comment. I uh, want to move on to another phone call. 717, you're on the AJ Bruno Show. Hello. Uh, hey, it's uh, Philip Esquire again. Uh, keeping e-politics out of it, on the issue of abortion, uh, which I only came in about a quarter of the way through that last call or so, I assume that's what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Um 
frankly, I believe that it's entirely wrong to choose someone else's life unless it's entirely either to save your own or to save more lives than you're sacrificing, which sounds bad, but it's kind of a harsh reality. Sometimes we make decisions that we're not proud of, but I don't. Th- one of the things that we can't really reconcile is killing someone in cold blood. Yeah. And even if it's not murder, it is definitely homicide as per the textbook definition. Um, and as far as that goes, I have to agree on the fact that we sh- really should not have abortions except in the most extreme situations. Mm. Yeah, um, I, uh, yeah. Yeah, I would say um, well, the only exception that's reasonable to me would be is if it's likely that one or both will die unless something is done. If that's the case, then you really don't have a choice. But besides for that, there really is no reason to do it. And people, in the vast majority of cases, they get in that position because they do something to do it. And if you're going to do that, then take responsibility for what the consequences might be. And it's sad in this society that people would rather do the irresponsible thing and do and commit a horrible crime against another human being than take responsibility for their own actions. And it's just unfortunate. Well... Yeah, I agree with you. But to play the devil's advocate, because I do feel it's always necessary to make sure every opinion is heard, in the 80s and and around that time, the crime rate in the United States was going up dramatically. All right, A lot of it was younger people who were committing crimes. Now, mm-hmm. theorists, statisticians, who, you know, they don't know everything, but they found that a lot of the abortions were occurring in communities where criminals came from. And those were generally the poorer communities. A lot of people in those communities had abortions, and their children, well, their lack of children, uh, didn't cause the crime rate in that area to go up because they didn't have to provide an education for that child in the circumstances that would kind of cause them to grow up to be a criminal. That's caused the crime rate to go down, uh, according to a lot of people. Now, whether that's a worthwhile trade-off is up for debate, but those are, that is a very commonly accepted uh, socioeconomic theory. Yeah. Yeah, well, I've heard that uh, also, but, uh, you know, we still have a lot of crime. So, it's, and that's kind of a sick argument that people make. But, um, hey, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, I'm glad we agree on the essential point, though. Um, ooh, let me, sorry, go ahead. What? You there? Yes, were you saying something? Huh? Were you saying something? Uh, no. Um, I just 
would kind of like to end on saying that the world as a whole, whether it's conservative or liberal or young or old, has changed for the worse and for the better recently. And I think everyone needs to take a close look at themselves and the world around them and try to kind of come to grips with that. Yes, this is true. This is true. It depends definitely on what the issue is. But, uh, hey, good point. Thanks for calling. All right. All right. Now, I see a Louisiana number. I'm kind of hoping that it's a world-famous multi-criminal James Pfeiffer. Who knows, though? It might be someone else, but let's see. Hello, Louisiana caller. Hey, man. I think nope, nope, not at all. Nope, no. Oh, this yeah. is Dude. Just wanted to t- uh, school you a little bit on your Christianity. All right? You can you consider yourself, what, a conservative Christian, right? Yes. Okay, so you read the Bible, correct? Right? Of course, yes. Okay, then. So when God created man, what brought man to life? Was it conception? Or was it God breathing his breath into man? Life doesn't begin, Bruno, until a child breathes. This whole conception thing that you crazy conservatives believe in, ridiculous and it's against and it's against the religion that you're trying to back up really really crazy Uh, you you know i'm gonna get a point i'll I'll let you comment in a second here okay that is a sick argument so what you're saying is that let's say you're born two months uh premature you're alive then but let's say you're uh you're eight months and 29 days along but you're not yet born that makes you not a human being and not worthy of any sort of rights. That is a sick, extremist, radical argument that you're making. And the sad part is that there are a lot of people like you who actually believe that. And it is a scar on this country. More than that. It's a huge moral abyss that people like you have tried to dug, dug us into and have tried to dug us into even further. And shame on you, sir. You need a serious reality check. And if you think that that's a Christian viewpoint, you are sadly mistaken. Okay, uh, let's move along here. I don't really feel like putting up with uh, another at the moment. Let's go New Jersey, 856. What's up? Hello? Yes, you're on. What's going on? Hi, I'd like to um, comment on the whole abortion argument that you recently had, with a few people, actually. Now, I'd like to sort of throw out the entire religious aspect of abortion, because it's an, it's an ideal that everyone's got conflicting opinions on, and no one can really be right about that. What I'd like to say is, before abortion was, elite, was legalized, it still happened. At a much lower rate than it would happen now. Yeah, but it was a lot less safe, and people died doing it. Mm-hmm. So, wouldn't the legalization of this save existing lives? 
That's a very, very uh, odd argument. I, I don't, I don't think that holds any water whatsoever. Because if you're choosing, let's say, let's go back pre uh, Roe v. Wade. If you're choosing to have some back alley abortion and you die from it, that's your choice. You chose to take another life, and in essence, you forfeited your own life by doing it. I don't have sympathy for people like that. And it's absolutely disgusting the kind of culture we have now, where among so many people, it's acceptable to take human life. You know, once you start drawing those lines, then where are we going to go? Next is going to be uh, euthanasia of the elderly or of uh, cripples or mentally disabled or anyone who doesn't fit a certain profile. This is all part of the liberals' the battle plan for their culture war. That's their plan. One step after another, gradually, and they will not stop until they get everything they want. And by then, the society that we live in will be virtually unrecognizable and probably not one that a lot of us will want to live in. So. I think you just mixed up liberals with Nazis. Well, in many ways, liberals have similar beliefs that they do. Nazis murdered millions of uh, innocent As people. As conservatives. Oh, really? I, last time I checked, conservatives try to preserve life. Liberals support taking life. Oh, I'm sorry, the, the choice to take life. Yeah, there. The choice to take life? Yes. All of these things that you said are merely speculation. And the entire argument upon conception, the person before you actually had a valid point in which, even under your own religion, it's still debated upon where life starts. It's completely opinionated. Well, I would have to disagree with that, because anyone who believes in a Judeo-Christian philosophy and moral view would see that that's incompatible. You cannot believe that certain life is expendable. If, if God created all of us, who are we to go and say, you have the right to kill so-and-so? We have no right to do that. We have no right to play God. And but you're not killing it. You're killing, yes, well, as you say, a potential life. It's not a potential life. I never said that. Life is created at conception. For instance... That's not what the Bible videos. says. You could, see, you could see videos, no, necessarily. You could see videos of uh, eight, 12-week-olds, for instance, which would be first trimester still, uh, performing abortion, and you could tell that they're struggling to survive. Survival instinct not wanting to be killed. That's life. And for you to defend that, it's not right. Then, uh, he hangs up right there. Uh, you know what? When a liberal starts to either, one, curse at you, or two, hang up, you know you've won the argument. So that's uh, conservatism, liberty, life one, and death, liberalism, stupidity, zero. Fabulous. Okay. Uh, why don't we move along <laughs> to another caller? Uh, who should be the next victim? Um, ooh, a 224. What is going on? Uh, hello, AJ. It's your favorite caller. It is my favorite caller. Ooh. What's going on, Matty boy? 
you were just uh, talking about how the conservatives like to preserve life and all, and uh, it's all good and true in certain extents, but uh, just had to bring up this. Uh, what about capital punishment? Uh, capital punishment is a difficult area. Although I would say this, I would say this, even though I do support it, because what you're doing is punishing someone for taking life. That's justice, not murder, which is a very important difference. But I would say this. I would gladly throw it out the window if it meant ending abortion. Because the left has a double standard. They're adamantly anti-capital punishment. They love to save murderers and killers and terrorists and child rapists. But when it comes to uh, unborn children, you know, they have no problem with it. I'm reminded of a poem by... Uh, that was written by the uh, Chief Justice of the Alabama Supreme Court, uh, Roy Moore, with that whole Ten Commandments thing and big controversy a few years ago. Um, and one of the lines in that poem is, too weak to put a killer in a well-deserved tomb, but strong enough to kill a baby before it leaves the womb. That pretty much describes leftists in this country. So you would uh, support getting rid of capital punishment I would not, I'm saying in that specific instance, but I, I support it personally. In fact, I would go a lot further than that. Let's eliminate violent crime from society. Why don't we do that? Let's say, do it one time, okay. And by violent, I mean extremely hardcore gang members, murders, near-death uh, attempted murders, things of those along those lines. Um, why not have capital punishment on a wider spectrum of crimes? Discourage them. Because we've made so much money on penal issues in this country, it's a waste. That could be used for so many better things. And we just piss it away on a system that invites in more, more, more scum. And who gets second and third chances? And some of them turn around. That's why we should give them another chance. But some of these guys... We'll keep on going until you kill them or you lock them away for life. And something different has to be done. So there's a lot that's broken in this country. Yeah. Well, thank you for answering my question. Gladly, of course, of course. Uh, I want to ask you a quick question, though, before I let you go. Um, now, it was brought to my attention that there were some party resources that were put into your uh, control a month or so ago. Now, are you planning on making those uh, available to the new uh, CBP administration? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know of anything as of right now that there isn't. Okay. Just asking for that. Um, all right. Well, thanks for calling up. Uh, thank you. Okay. Why don't we go out to California, 619. What's going on? Hey, AJ. Uh, if you don't mind, uh, I'd like to change the subject to a little lighter note, if that's okay. Sure, of course. Um, I, I'm going to take my answer off the air, too, but I just wanted to ask you this question. Uh, how do you feel about having supported John McCain today, considering that McCain supported his own cap-and-tax plan? He spoke out against Joe Wilson, uh, which eventually, hopefully, will get an enforcement mechanism into the health care bill that keeps uh, legal immigrants from uh, taking health care from needing Americans who do not have health care and uh, his support to cuts uh, in military spending overall. Uh, That's a good thanks, question. AJ. 
I very reluctantly pressed the button for uh, for John McCain. Now, the problem was it was the lesser of two evils. Disagree with John McCain a lot. Disagree with Obama on far more. And it was still, despite the fact that I think if we had someone like Romney who would have ripped Obama shreds, the choice was still clear. Um, we would be better off. We would have been better off with McCain than with Obama. Although, like I said, the cap and tax thing is a complete scam, and he should not support that. And he believes that whole global warming nonsense, which is very sketchy. Um, and also, I heard about what he said about Joe Wilson, which is disgraceful. You know, and and I love how people jump down the next Republicans for little things like that. But Democrats do things far worse, and they get a free pass. It's such a double standard. But but yes, I um, I'm not proud of voting for John McCain. Hopefully, we'll have a candidate next time where we can pull the lever and say, I was proud to cast that vote and elect a real leader, Commander in Chief. But thanks for that question. Okay. Uh, why don't we? Ooh, the caller I was just going to put on just took off. Okay. Well, if you are listening caller who just hung up, you could call back. Uh, or not. Okay. All right. Why don't we move on to someone else then? Oh, 302 should be a good one. What's up? Hey, how's it going? It's your favorite leftist. It is my favorite leftist. What's going on? Not too much, man. You know, we've just been talking about abortion tonight. I figure I was going to, you know, just for the sake of argument, go ahead and, and stipulate that abortion is the worst moral wrong that's ever come upon American society and is, in fact, the reason why we're, you know, slinking away slowly to hell. And since it is such an evil thing, wouldn't it be best if we did everything we could to reduce the number of abortions taking place in this country? Well, it would be, but I don't think liberals are uh, very interested in that. Liberals are very interested in what? Reducing the numbers of abortions that take place in this country? Or uh, you yeah. are? I, I said I don't think liberals are very interested in that. You know, who, who would know from the way they seem to be busy with other things? You know, they're, they're too busy trying to destroy the country to worry about actually solving a grave tragedy that's going on. And for the sake of argument that they're not just trying to destroy a country and that they're actually trying to resolve this debate in some way, shape, or form and actually reduce the number of abortions that take in this country. Okay, do you they think can say that the way to do that is just like outlaw them to make it illegal to perform an abortion and that's going to reduce the number of abortions in this country? Just like Nazi doctors were prosecuted, so should abortionists. And it's a, an absolute disgrace that they have not been to this point. And I hope one day that they are, because they should be. You know, these you know you have how to self abortion you don't need, you don't need a doctor to perform an abortion. All it takes is a couple of drugs or no, but a the, nasty spill down the stairs or I mean it's so easy to to terminate a pregnancy then you're you're talking about abortion doctors. Like that's not even half the battle. Well, there are a lot of sick people. Who There's still going to be all kinds of abortions that take place in this country, and they're just going to be that much more dangerous to the to the economically productive citizens that we would like to keep around, I would think. Okay, well, these citizens should learn some personal responsibility. That's another problem in this country. And when I, when 
you know, talk about the absolute best thing that could possibly happen, all right, that's one thing, but let's talk about reality here. What are you actually going to try to accomplish? I mean, if you're trying to get something done, something that's going to work the way real people actually are, you know, you can't just make things illegal and expect them to happen. Like, you actually have to, to study the source of the problem and try to figure out what the root causes are and try to address them. If, for example, you're talking about abortion, then the root of the problem is unwanted pregnancies, and that's what you should be trying to address rather than, you know, beating in on this drum about, you know, we need to stop abortions and we need to, you know, arrest the baby killers and blah, 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 like you're not getting anywhere. You're just pissing people off. If you actually want to reduce the number of abortions in this country, address unwanted pregnancies. Make it easier to adopt. You know, offer people more support. Don't sit here and yell and scream about baby killers. That turns people you're not you're not solving the problem. You're making enemies. And that's what I was trying to tell you about yesterday is that you don't look for solutions to problems. You try to make enemies. And that's why you're a joke. Really? I'm I'm a joke. Your your argument makes no sense. Well I agree on the uh, the adoption point. The rest doesn't make any sense. Leftists don't care about trying to reduce the number of abortions. That means nothing. That means nothing. It's well, first of all, let me make this abundantly clear also. Now, let's say you figure out a way to reduce and discourage it without abandonment. That still leaves plenty that are going to occur. And it is not acceptable until this scourge, this scourge is completely eradicated. We cannot have a civilized society where defenseless Unborn children are butchered. This is not America. This is not what the founders had in mind for us. And the fact that we allow this to occur in our country is something that I guarantee you 100 years from now, people will look back and say, how did they let this happen? How did they let this occur? Why? Abortion will be looked upon the same way the Holocaust is looked upon. 347-308-8073 is the number if you want to participate. On the program, feel free to call in, voice your opinion, liberal, conservative, in between, what have you. Okay. Um, I think Philip wanted to say something else. We'll bring him back on the air. Hello again, Philip. Oh, hey. Well... I was mostly listening, but I I would like to say that there's an, a very old saying that to the victor goes the spoils. And we're in the middle of a battle right now. I mean, it's not just now. It's determining the future. What we decide now as a country, whether it's to continue allowing abortions, which in some cases are viable, some cases, or to disallow them and to to discourage them entirely. Um, I mean, it just makes a statement. Once that's decided, the winning side will go down as heroes, and the losing side will go down as probably good-intentioned but misguided, because that's the way that history works. In the I end... His- what? No, go ahead. What? I'm sorry, go ahead. Did you just say what I thought you just said? 
No, I said I was started to say I know. What did you think I thought? Oh. Never. No, never mind. I I heard something entirely different that I'd rather not repeat on the air. Um, but I mean, that's basically what I'd like to say. I mean, mm-hmm. it, whoever it is that wins in one generation, it'll still matter the fight will be over, and the victor will be determined. So, and, and this is really a war between two ideologies. Nice. And it's not going to be finished necessarily by just talking about it. Action has to be taken in communities, in the government, and in people's lives. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for chiming in uh, with that. Yeah, I, I would, I would tend to agree, but I think the tie of history is going in our favor. Sure, there's, an, there's a temporary lapse with Obama, which is going to cause a lot more damage and a lot more senseless murders. This is true. But if you look at it now, especially a lot more young people are pro-life, even though it might be misguided in other issues, uh, like being too soft on, on gays, for instance. Um, and Eventually, sooner or later, this Holocaust is going to end. And I think America will pave the way for the world to realize what they've done. Allow one of the greatest travesties in human history to occur. Okay, let's go back to the phones. 919, you're on the air. What's going on? Hello, 919, you're on. North Carolina, going once, going twice, and gone. Okay. If uh, you can hear me, North Carolina, raise your hand. We'll get you back on if you like. Okay. <clears throat> anyway, 347-308-8073 is the number. Anyway, we'll wait. Yes, okay. So the left is such a blatant disrespect for human life. It's hard to read with people like this. Look at most of the representatives they have in Congress, in the Senate and the House. These people don't care. They're about political power. The elites in this country are so corrupt. And there's been some corruption in the GOP. But there has been extensive, near-complete corruption in the Democratic Party. And that's who's in charge now. And you know, you notice how the Demo- people forget how bad the Democrats are after a while. Well, now do you remember? Now, can we not forget this again? They only get worse. They only get worse. This used to be a party which, while I don't think I ever would have been a Democrat, they at least used to respect human life. They used to respect moral social values. And we used to argue about some foreign policy, although both parties were generally in favor of national security. We used to argue on economic issues, some foreign issues. And we all agreed on the importance of our Judeo-Christian society, on the importance of protecting human life. Then the 60s came along, 
That all changed. And how do we dig out of this hole that we're in? Because we keep digging further and further. And sooner or later, we're going to bury ourselves. If we don't change soon. All right, top secret caller, you're on the A.J. Bruno Show. Hello. Okay, you said that Democrats were horrible, but what about Franklin D. Roosevelt, who is considered to be one of the greatest presidents of all time? Who does? Franklin D. Roosevelt. What's your opinion on him? That's your opinion. Um, I don't have that same opinion of him. Uh, First of all, he should have gotten into the war earlier. Second of all, he passed extensive socialism. For instance, Social Security. Completely unnecessary. Now, what's the point of that? All you're doing is passing on money people earn to the next generation. Why don't people just save up their own money and have their own Social Security? We should have had private Social Security all along. Instead of this government-run massive bureaucracy, which was a huge step towards, towards socialism in our country. And uh, for that, I, 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 I don't, don't generally hold him in the highest regards. I think well, when he at the what, top uh, of... George Washington said before he died, right? He said, do not let this government go into two political parties because that was probably that's exactly happening. Well, there, what you, there were two political parties at the time. There was the Whigs, as far as I'm concerned, and that was it. it when FDR was president, it was the Republicans and the... Oh, wait, did, you, did you say Washington? Yes. Ben. Okay, now, I thought you were talking about FDR. No, yeah, yeah, Washington was against political parties. And I agree with him on that premise, but we're so far into it now that you really can't get rid of them at this point. Um, but yeah, they just divide, and what they, what do they do? They slow down progress. If we could all agree on some basic American principles that the founders actually intended, we would get things done so much quicker and things would be so much more efficient, and this country would be in so much better shape. But you know what? There's so many jarheads that you just can't knock this into. And so we can't get 300 million people to say, oh, oh we're doing everything wrong. Let's do it differently. Unfortunately, it's only the people who actually think about it, and you can't get the hordes to follow. That's a problem. So I have to ask, who is your favorite president of all time? My favorite president? Ronald Reagan, of course. There is nobody as great as Reagan. I'll tell you, just just listening to the man, you can't help but feel a sense of awe. I mean, he is just amazing. And I, I once, I once uh, joked uh, with a with a friend, um, someone I used to go to school with. Uh, I said the my uh, conservative holy trinity is you got Reagan, you got Santorum, and then he had. Well, I'm not a big Brownback fan anymore. Fan anymore, but back then I said you got Reagan, you got Santorum, and you got Brownback. And he says, "Boy, I'm glad I'm Jewish." But uh, you're Jewish. No, the well, I, I'm a Jewish Christian, but I was making a joke about my conservative holy Trinity, and he came back to that one. So, <laughs> anyway, hey, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks for the call. Uh, all right, why don't we go back to another another call here? Uh, we know their secret number. Hello, what's up? Am I on now? 
You are, yes. Uh, can I ask you a question? Do you know who the first president was to propose nationalized health care? I would assume it was FDR, but go ahead. Uh, you, you're close. What, Hoover? You got the last name right. Oh, that's good. Teddy Roosevelt, okay. Um, I'm sure, well, first of all, he wasn't that conservative. He was more of a moderate mainstream kind of guy. And I'm sure at that point it wasn't uh, anywhere near that point. He did professionalized health care. Mm-hmm. Which uh, uh, probably would have been a good idea back then. And uh, I also yeah. have to raise the question of uh, why conservatives seem so concerned of uh, making sure that uh, children are not aborted and that old people are not euthanized, but yet don't care about uh, health of an individual throughout his life other than when he is born and when he's about to die. If you ask people if they're happy with their health care, the vast majority would say yes. What it is is there's small problems in the system. There's no reason to destroy a great system when it just needs a few fixes. And by doing so, you're just going to hurt everyone. Would you, uh, would you disagree with the uh, insurance company's policy of refusing multiple uh, pre-existing conditions that they usually find that aren't really pre-existing? I would definitely say there's some uh, corrupt bureaucracy that needs to be regulated, but some regulation is not the same as complete government takeover. Now, And also, did you uh, read government, uh, Senator Baucus's plan? It, you know, it, it's funny, when uh, Senator Baucus was going up there, he was surrounded by... I, I couldn't hear it. You're breaking up. I said it was uh, funny how when he went up there to propose his plan, he was surrounded by no Republicans and no Democrats. I'm a Democrat, and I actually support Senator Baucus's plan. Nobody else in the Senate does. That's the problem. And uh, it seems they're running his plan either, even though it does not the deficit and matches it. Yeah. Well... That's uh, the problem here with with the socialized healthcare. Though is, it's not socialized healthcare though. His plan doesn't include that. They want uh, this public option, so to speak. They His plan does not include the public option. I'm pretty sure the Bacchus plan included that. Bacchus plan does not include a public option. Was it a co-op? Uh, it does provide a like $6 billion to a co-op that already exists, yes. Okay. Well, nobody else is supporting his plan, so I think it's, it's pretty much uh, dead. So why why the don't they support it? It's the middle ground. What's wrong with the middle ground? <clears throat> well, then he's not, a, he's not exactly a, a moderate, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't call yeah, that... Yeah, he is. He's a Democrat from Montana. That's a moderate. Oh, Do you think Montana no. Democrats are moderate? No, no, well, dude, he favors. Well, okay, the way you define a moderate, though, uh, is that they're socially liberal and fiscally not so liberal. That's not how I would define a moderate. I would still say that he is a liberal because he is liberal on those issues. But you know what? Uh, he just went away, and that's fine with me because healthcare is a boring issue to talk about. Okay, six five one, you're on the air. Hello. Hey, how are you? Um, well, you just said healthcare is a boring issue to talk about, so 
was actually going to be uh, part of my comments. You know, I, I think oh, what can, you know. You can go ahead. That's fine. Well, you know, I, I think that you know it's being a bit disingenuous to to suggest that you know everyone's happy with their with their health care. Let's not mess with it. Um, you know, keep the government out, et cetera. It's the government's involvement that actually is what's making most people happy with their health care. And I say that because most most folks get their health care through their employers, right? Mm-hmm. What, what do you And the premiums have increased 119% in the last 10 years, while personal income rates have increased on average 34%. So that that's not a... You know, if you scale that out, that's not sustainable. And what, let me ask you, what do you think the rate of increase would be in health care costs in terms of cost sharing for the average American if the government was completely out of health care? Because if the government was completely out of health care, the two highest consuming uh, health care consuming demographics, the seniors and those on Medicaid who are the largest consumers of health care, would be in the pool that would that the insurance companies would be dealing with, and you'd be in a situation where the employer-based model would have gone away and been over and done with years ago because it wouldn't have been sustainable because the cost sharing would have been too high. Americans like their health care today, A, because A, they don't know the true cost, they, because most, most people have no idea what their employer contribution is, and most people wouldn't be able to afford it, if they knew what their employer contribution was, what the total cost of their health care was. But the, the dollar volume, the, the, the price tag for the health care would be substantially higher if if you included the Medicaid and the Medicare population into that pool. It's the fact that the government has been involved in Medicaid and Medicare that has enabled insurance companies <clears throat> to be able to keep the rates where they are, which, are, which aren't sustainable to begin with. So it's... Uh, you know, it, it, it's you know, you got to dig, you got to pull dig dig under the covers here when you look at the statistics and you look at the the numbers um, to really understand the dynamics of what's going on in the healthcare industry. You know, I mean, you want to throw statistics out. In the last 17 years, there's been nonpartisan polling of every age demographic group to subject to find out which age demographic is most satisfied with the quality of their healthcare. And for the last 17 years in a row, every year, senior citizens. Those that are 65 and older, they're most, they're 82% in this most in the polling this year. 82% of seniors are most satisfied of all the age demographics with the quality of their health care, and that's a single payer system. Mm-hmm. You know, so, so you, know, you end up in a situation where, um, you know, and, and the irony is that you you mentioned that Reagan's your hero. <clears throat> if you go back and look at Reagan's uh, record. He was an absolute maniacal protector of Medicare and Medicaid. He actually expanded the programs twice in his presidency. So, you know, it's just, yeah, I understand for a lot of conservatives, and I'm actually a moderate, but I understand for a lot of conservatives, Reagan's the hero, yet Reagan is the guy who very much, you know, and I don't fault him for this, but every Republican president, in the, you know, going back in my lifetime, and I'm 44 years old, every Republican president has not only protected the government Medicare, uh, government health care programs, they have expanded it, including George W. Bush, who expanded uh, and created Medicare Part D, which created a $7 trillion unfunded liability. Yeah. So, you know, it's, uh, what's that? I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I, I, I know I said you had, uh, 
glad you had uh, had responded there. You know, I, I, so for for the life of me, I I, I can't understand. Well, what, I, mean, I, I go ahead. You made a good point to keep the system the way it is. I mean, what 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 would happen is if we open, if we had this universal health care, that's the same thing that's bankrupting European countries, for instance. It's it's not. It's not it's not the case. Everyone, if you look at the, 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 yeah, so they the primary essential care, in this country, if you need life-saving care, regardless of your ability to pay, you cannot be denied it. That would not be the case if the government has to ration resources and decide who lives and who dies. At least now you have insurance companies who can uh, compete with each other. It's the insurance company who decides who lives and who dies. I mean, based on their bureaucrats and based on their underwriting standards and based on determining whether or not they're going to, uh, when you have to go in and get, uh, um, you know, get clearance for a procedure and they make a decision whether or not you want to provide it or not. I mean, everyone wants to look at healthcare systems and they point and the talking heads point to Canada and, and UK and shoot. I mean, UK is the only real true single payer system that's out there um, uh, in the country. Look at the Japanese model. Look at the German model. The Japanese model is caps on what your monthly expenditure can be, is tied to what your income is. The government, uh, all the doctors, all the hospitals are all private. The government, every two years, the health ministry, the Department of Health Ministry in Japan negotiates directly with the hospitals, the doctors, the specialists to make a determination and establish what rates are for every procedure out there. Those rates then get locked in with the cost of living adjustment increase uh, um, every two years. And then you know it's your your monthly expenditures capped, and then you know you have the ability to go out and and uh, negotiate um, directly with uh, uh, with uh, health uh, health providers. In the German model, they've got 200 what they call sickness funds that are almost managed like uh, like uh, mutual funds. The fund managers uh, and their actuaries that establish what the benefits are going to be are, are primarily compensated based on the growth of their fund. And, and growth defined as enrollment. So they have the challenge of having to uh, put out an, attract, an attractive benefit plan, you know, that they're going to cause people to want to join their plan, but at the same point, they've got to manage the risk in, in that plan. So, you know, it has to be, you know, they get some uh, compensation tied to profitability, but it's predominantly based on fund growth, and there's 200 of them, they compete, and, you know, Germans have the opportunity to, uh, uh, to uh, uh, select between the funds. Germans get penalized if you don't go to your primary care physician first. You can go to a specialist directly if you want and bypass your, your, uh, your primary care, but if you bypass your primary care, you pay a premium uh, for going straight to the specialist. In the Japanese model and the German model, you can, you know, you can go to whatever doctor you want to you, uh, you go to. The interesting thing is, is that the Japanese are paying is a healthcare cost as a percent of GDP. <clears throat> They're paying 40% uh, uh, of what we are and what we're spending on a national basis. And yet, when you look at their, the, the health outcomes, they're living 12% longer than we are. Their average life expectancy and their their uh, um, infant mortality rate is, is two thirds less than what ours is. The Germans pay uh, 10% of uh, GDP, uh, health care cost as a percent of GDP. Their life expectancy is 7% longer. Their, their infant mortality rate is 40% lower than ours. So there are models that are out there that, that accomplish 
and, and uh, covering covering everybody, they, they can do so at a, in a more efficient manner at a lower cost with better outcomes. And, you know, when you look at the outcomes, and just look at those two, uh, infant mortality rate and, uh, and life expectancy. The U.S. ranks, according to the World Health Organization, the United States ranks 44 in the world in terms of life expectancy, and something that all Americans, whether you're a libertarian, Democrat, Republican, what have you, ought to be absolutely embarrassed about is that our infant mortality rate is 41 in the world, and no, it doesn't include abortions. You know, I mean, 41, we rank 41 in the world in terms of infant mortality rate. The problem is, though, the uh, the examples you cited there, uh, Germany and Japan, some of the lowest birth rates in the world, too. So, you know, if your population is declining by dramatic uh, proportions, well, I think that's far worse than uh, anything pointing out about the U.S. that needs to be fixed. But, hey, thanks for your points there. We always like uh, diversity and opinion here. Uh, let's move on to another phone call. Uh, 111, hello, what's up? And going once, going twice, and are you there, 111? And you're gone. Okay. Anyway. Uh, all right. So I'm going to talk a little Eat Republic for a second here. I know many of my listeners play that game there. And uh, by the way, if you haven't played, you want to register at eRepublic.com, put me in as your referral. Uh, you won't regret it. Anyway, so I love how people uh, try and predict what my plans are, what I'm up to, what I'm going to do. But you don't know what I'm going to do, do you? And I like to keep it that way, too. Because I could be coming back to the U.S. I might be undergoing a secret operation in Colombia. You never know what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you think on that. And uh, while you're thinking, we're going to move on to the phone call. I just wanted to plant a seed of doubt there. Where am I going next? What am I doing next? Let's all debate over it. Okay. Michigan, 616. Welcome to the show. It's not really a secret operation. It's Operation Coca Lols. Everyone knows that. It's in the media. It's all over. Come on. Oh, but I also want to tell a really awesome gay joke. Can I do that for a second? Sure. All right. Here's my awesome gay joke. AJ Bruno, because he is an awesome gay joke. That was hilarious. Uh, do you want? Oh, oh, you shouldn't have lied. Oh, I'll, I'll just say it to myself. Okay. So, do you want to hear something funny? but he's not on. Okay, I'll say it to myself. All right, now do you want to hear a joke? You say yes. Women's rights. Do you want to hear the biggest joke in history? Yes. The civil rights movement. Ha, 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 Okay. And for the record, Barnabas is not me, just like Reagan is not me. And just like everyone else who you accuse is me is not me. Apparently, I have a million multi. I have so many multis, I apparently lose track of them all. Okay, one, one, one. What's going on? If you're on, one, one, one. And now you're off. And it was really low. If you want to rickroll me, do it louder next time. 
Okay, let me move on here. Now, let's talk a little bit more about how much Barack Hussein Obama sucks. Barack Hussein Obama sucks so much. How much does he suck? No. <clears throat> okay, for those listening, how do you support this president? Why? What is he doing that's good? Are you better off now than you were a year ago? Are you? Can anyone honestly say that the country is better off now than it was under George W. Bush? Without, by using facts, not with using your, your nonsensical propaganda as a tool. And that's just a sham. This president, and I'll say it again, and I have no problem saying it, this man is a disgrace to our country. And he has to go, rise up, throw the bums out. That's why I'm calling for whatever measures have to be taken to preserve the union whether it's part of the union or all of it. And that means that patriotic states have to cede, and they do. And join my group, by the way, on Facebook, Americans for Secession from Obama Land, and invite your friends there, too. We've got a nice little picture on there, by the way. It says, uh, it's a map of the U.S. You have the blue states painted blue, the red states painted red. Uh, the red states, of course, are called the United States of America, and the blue states, uh, Obama Land. So, since that, those Places are no longer part of the United States. They forfeited their right to be part of it when they ended up being really lame. That's pretty mildly. Okay, we have a secret caller. What's up? Oh, geez. Are you going to record me again? <laughs> We need better screening, okay. Let's go to the other secret caller. Hello, what's up? Hello? And you are gone. Ah, you kids, you kids, you crazy kids. All right. And I love the hatred I get from the left here. You know what? I absorb your hate. You know what I do? I have invented a new form of energy. What I do is I absorb all the hate I throw towards me. I convert it into energy, and I throw it back at you, and you can't handle it. You just can't handle it. And... It shows in a way that you leftists act. It's very rare you get an intelligent conversation with a liberal. You ever notice that? And yet they still keep up with their antics. They still do what they can to ruin the country. 
and it's just ridiculous. Okay. We're going to move to a different topic here. There's only so much I can say about liberals. Well, no, there's a lot we can say about liberals. Let's move on to a specific issue, however. Now, if you want to comment on this, 347-308-8073, there's a lot of phonies among conservatives around. So we're switching the focus here. I'm not talking about liberals right now. There's a lot of phonies amongst conservatives. Um, okay, I'm going to use this ACORN, the ACORN investigations, as an example, for instance. Now, I don't know the guy who was behind this, but the, uh, the girl, I knew who that was in the first place, and first of all, I'm sick and tired of seeing her on Sean Hannity all the time. And he has nothing better to do. Really. He can't get any other guests. Apparently she doesn't have any school to go to, so she goes up there too. Anyway, so her and her whole family is a bunch of, are a bunch of phonies. And of course they're associated with uh, Young America's Foundation, which is also a phony organization. And it's phonies like these who don't believe in, in moral values, who claim to be something they're not who go after those who actually stand for those principles and don't water it down. It's phonies like these who corrupt conservatism, who corrupt the sacred philosophy of, of St. Ronald. And they don't seem to understand that you need to have full-on conservatism not go after the people who stand up for it. Not claim that you're conservative or you're some you're Christian and, and that that I mean it makes me sick. I actually saw a I actually saw a a group on uh, on Facebook. Something like, and of course it was made by this person's sister. Like, uh, oh, we're praying for them or whatever. And they're saying all this BS in there. Like, no, you people are not doing God's work. You people are phonies who are masquerading the real heroes of conservatism. And let me say something with, with, uh, specifically on this. As much as I despise ACORN as an organization. And it is a a corrupt and evil organization. If you have to lie and pretend to be someone else, which is very weird and bizarre in and of itself, to expose them, it shows you it shows that you're not much of a human being. It shows that you're not very good at standing up for any sort of beliefs. Because if you were, you would do it honestly. Not covertly. Like so many do. And I think that's that's all fine about it. <sighs> and this is just wrong. Okay. Oh, does your caller want to say something? 
Oh, enough with the Rick rolling. Uh, these people, let me tell you. Okay. <laughs> By Euro standards, we are right wing. Okay, I'm going to mention this point also because people have brought this up a number of times. And this system guy is a complete moron. I'm seeing in the show chat here. The left in America is not center-right. And international standards, it depends on what country and the fact that so much of the world now is full of socialist appeasers, secularists. Maybe that's why in the U.S. that you have people like this who um, you try and say are center. No, the Democratic Party is dominated by hard leftists. They are nothing short of socialists, of appeasers, of dangerous secularists who have no values whatsoever. No values whatsoever. And I always find it funny how the most liberals will complain and talk among themselves. They never have the, the guy who needs to come on here and defend their viewpoints. Some do, but they usually don't have anything smart to say anyway. Okay. Uh, Lay Winder, you're on the show. What's on your mind? Uh, it's Lay Winder. But, uh, Lay Winder. I, I was just, just to say, uh, you know, the people uh, that believe in this whole left-right liberal conservative thing, that that's ridiculous. It's the people that really run the run things want you to be fighting with each other. They 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 don't want you to see what's really going on. I mean, don't get me wrong. Liber, you know, there are radical liberals and there are radical uh, rightists, but uh, but it all boils down to is you have maybe five percent of the people that uh, control eighty percent of the wealth in this country, and 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 they're the ones that that tell you what to do and have you watching TV and keep your mind off of every, anything but what's really happening. I, I don't think it's 5%. I think it's 20% control, 80%. But, um... Well... Okay, so so what are you saying? Should we be communists? No, 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 no. Not at all. Not at all. Then what is your solution? Uh, well, if anything, I would I would think... Uh, 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 a center right position is 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 more uh a more of an american system than uh, i believe it was somebody's system was saying that uh america is more of a center right even even the liberals or people that consider themselves liberals are more center right than they are uh, like if you take a a european leftist you know they are more marxist than than anything so you you know you don't it's not it's the people that are in charge that 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 we have to realize that that um I I lost my train out there for a minute sorry no problem what what I mean is uh. We can't be fighting amongst ourselves about, about petty shit like uh, Acorn, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I don't, I, I dislike Acorn, but where were, you know, where were the same people when George Bush was, you know, 
not letting poor people vote back in 2000, and you know what I mean. It, it, it amazes me how the people that, that are now screaming to the high heavens about, you know, how bad Obama is, well, where were they eight years ago when George Bush was doing the same thing? You know what I mean? Uh, and how did George Bush not allow people to vote? Why don't you... Well, I, I, well I, that's, uh, that, that might have been a, a poor way of saying it. Let's disenfranchise people. You know, had them, uh, you know, where votes weren't counted, you know, we had that whole mess in Florida, you know, in 2000, in Ohio in 2004. Yeah. Well, if anything, I think the, the Democrats commit far more than in the way of voter fraud. Oh, I, I agree. I mean, I have no love. There's no love lost between me and Democrats, for sure. But but what I'm saying is, uh, you, know, you have all these people now that are <coughs> complaining about the same things that, that that Bush was doing, but now it's because Obama's doing it. It's it's all of a sudden it's all you know the sky's falling. Well, where the hell were you eight years ago? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, people need to be more outspoken regardless of what it is, and we waited to. Until, until, until it was too late, unfortunately, and um, yeah. it's it's uh, it reflects poorly on us. But um, I agree. Yes, but I, I would have to disagree with your point you made before um, on the uh, well. I'm not a die-hard uh, fiscal conservative by any means. Uh, but I am somewhat fiscally conservative, although I, I, there are a few exceptions. For instance, uh, people get riled up sometimes about the uh, quote-unquote death tax. Now, the death tax, unless it's a small business or a farmer or something like that, it's basically an estate tax on the rich. Now, if you want to work and earn your own way, that's great, but I don't think that based on bloodline. That, that's a huge problem, generational wealth. Just inheriting something based on the fact that you were born into a family. I think that's that's wrong and it's not American. But hey, thanks for the call. Uh, Psychomaniac, you're on the air. What's up? You really are a maniac. Okay. Um, all right, well, well Way Wonder, if you want to. Chime back in. Well, I, I consider myself a constitutionalist. I mean, if if as long as it's in the Constitution, I'm I'm fine with it. If if any if it goes against the Constitution, then I'm against it. You know, it, it it's pretty well. It's pretty spelled. It's spelled out pretty well. You know, it's not a very hard document to read. It was and it was purposely written that way. But now you have all these lawyers and with their with their. Uh, legalese that try and dance around everything, you know, and, and say, oh, well, you know, this is not constitutional because of this, or that is constitutional because of that, you know, come on, you know, really. Yeah. No, this is, this is true. We've gone so far away from the Constitution anyway. It's uh, it's a very sad uh, story about this. Country. Yeah, it is, and, and today is, is uh, Constitution Day, believe it or not. Whether I don't know if most people realize that or not. Yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was the other day actually. I knew it was around 
this time. Well, most people don't don't much care uh, for it either, and you know that's why I think it. Yeah, you know, even in, in 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 schools these days, you really they really hammer in uh, what's in the Constitution in kids' minds. It's more like they uh, teach them how to manipulate and how how mm-hmm. um, what's wrong with it. I mean, that's a shame. I mean, they're not even schools anymore. They're just more like indoctrination centers. They they don't teach you anything about the Constitution. You know, they just uh, uh, um, kind of force you through. I mean, you know, anybody can get into college these days, you know. Yes. That is, uh, that is definitely, definitely true. Um well, we know how we know how Barack Hussein Obama got into college. It was based on the fact that affirmative action, because he didn't really have the brains to do it. Oh, well, that's right. I said it. Obama is not smart. Ooh. And I want to um, thanks thanks for the call there. Um, I want to get back to something I saw in the chat a few minutes ago. Um, now somebody said, uh, I think it was a, a moon over there. Wait it, leave it to, uh, sort of like what, leave it to AJ to scream bloody murder when a black man becomes president. Okay. I'm sick and tired of the race issue being brought up. This has nothing to do with race. I've said this time and time again. I'd be proud of a President Alan Keyes, of a President Lynn Swan, a President Ken Blackwell, a President J.C. Watts, someone like that. But we don't have any of these people. We're stuck with Barack Hussein Obama, a radical inexperienced, unqualified, dangerous individual who is disgracing the office he holds, who is running this country through the ground. It's not the fact that Obama is an Oreo. It's the fact that he is a radical. A radical who threatens to destroy this country unless we stop him. That's why I'm fired up about it. He must be stopped. He must be stopped. And for the socialist in the chat who says that, oh, he's American and 35 years old, that's up for debate. Has he proven that he was born in the country? No, he hasn't. Hey, you want to argue against me? Call up. You know the number? I'll get for you liberals. I'll spell it out slowly for you. Three, four, seven. Three zero eight eight zero seven three. What do you do is you pick up your phone and you type it in, and then you tell me why I'm wrong. But you're too chicken to do it, aren't you? Yes. Uh, because liberals cannot win an intelligent debate. There. And I will not deal with this. For instance, you might call me a radical. I'm not a radical. I believe in the conservative principles that made this country great. And you know what? If that makes someone a radical, if calling for refounding of what our nation was built upon, if though if people consider that radical, exactly. It's being a visionary. 
that's why I've dubbed myself the leader of the conservative revolution because we need a revolution of conservative ideas. We need conservatives to stand up and fight for America. It's time to say no this. And yes, I, I see another smart uh, Alec comment there. Any conservative black is labeled an Uncle Tom because so many of them brainwashed into believing the Democrats' lies. They're downright lies. Okay, we got some secret callers here. Uh, let's see if one has something to say. Yeah, now, yeah, do you have something? I can hear you. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, I just wanted to say that I'm a conservative, and we got to take down that nigger Obama, and he's got to be taken down because he's a radical leftist, and radical leftists are the devil, and I believe in the Bible, and. I think I think we need to get these uh these these liberals out of here because they they're gonna ruin our our country. I mean, do you agree with me? Oh, go God bless you, sir. No, that's that's horrible. Okay. Um. Ooh, let me t- let me say this. Let me say this. Well, first let's go to another call. Then I'll tell you my brilliant idea. All right, two zero eight. You're on the show. What's up? Hi, AJ. It's Reagan. Oh, you called up. We have the uh, party president of the conservative party on. Yeah, I um, this has absolutely nothing to do with the e-republic issue or anything like that. It actually has to do with what you were talking about uh, with Barack's birth certificate. Yes. The birth certificate was shown as real. Actually, the reason is it was valid. It was validated because it had its full name. His father's race is African. His mother's race is Caucasian. It contains no information about religion, and it reports the birthplace as being Honolulu, Hawaii. So they did, you know, get that confirmed through the state of Hawaii that he was born there. So the birth certificate issue is not. It's not even on the table, man. <laughs> It really isn't. They proved it. Uh, that's, that's not true, because what they did was they released a digitally scanned image of it. Um, not the original document. All he had to do was re- release the original document. And why they did, why uh, The state that? of Hawaii did release it. Even if it's a copy of it, it, it's still an official document from the state of Hawaii. I don't believe it was the actual birth certificate. I think it was a different document. But wait, wait, wait clarify this. It, it is on an audio tape that Obama's own grandmother said that, um, or not, I feel like it was on a tape or it's documented that she said this at some dinner years ago, that she was at his birth in Kenya. Now, why would his own grandmother say that? To be honest, I'm not sure. But still, if, if, the state of, if he was not born in the state of Hawaii, why did then the state of Hawaii produce the actual birth certificate, even if it was a copy because it had to be notarized by the state. It had to have gone down a certain level of... No would be saying anything if that were the case, but it's not. And I, I see someone who said, said in this chat here that he didn't have to show it in public. That's, that's not true. If you're the President of the United States, there cannot be a, a, even the slightest question that you are not eligible to hold the office. And, and John McCain was born in the U.S. He was born on a U.S territory on a base so that that is the u.s but um yeah yeah yes 
but, he, but even but even still, I mean, the fact that he's president of the United States. If he was not the you know born in the United States, don't you think that he would not be president today? Even with even with the Dems backing him as much as they did, if he was not born in the United States, it would have come up absolute positively that he was not born in the United States. Because the Republicans and the conservatives would have gotten it one way or another. So the birth certificate issue to me is, is completely off the table. And for people to keep um, putting it on the table is absolutely ridiculous. It's time to move on from that. Absolutely time to move on from that. Okay, but the problem is what they released was a certification of live birth, which just proves that he was born. And it's not the actual original document from the day he was born. Uh, or I, I, it's, not a, it's not a copy of that, from my understanding. It just proves that he was born. And if it, Well, if it proved that he was born or just that he was born, why would then the state of Hawaii just do that? Why wouldn't they come out and say, oh, yeah, well, he was from the state, but he was born and he's alive and he is who he says he is. Why did they there's, then... There's another, there's another issue that... Okay, all right, well, fine. Let's, let's, say, let's, say, let's say for argument's sake that you're, you're right on this issue. Now, there's also another issue that uh, when he lived in Indonesia, that he... Uh, when his mother married her second husband, that he might have lost his U.S. citizenship then, which made it would, would which would mean he would be ineligible to be president. That's another issue. If he lost his U.S. citizenship when he was in Indonesia, how would he lose his U.S. citizenship when he was in Indonesia, other than proclaiming his citizenship in Indonesia? Well, you can lose your citizenship um, by becoming a citizen of another country. Um, but but did he become a citizen of the country of Indonesia? Okay, look, the fact, here's, the, here's, the, here's the simple fact. If, if he was indeed born in the U.S., if he's indeed a citizen, didn't lose at any point, why does he not simply show the original birth certificate from his birth? Why, why is that? And if he did that, if, if he did that, he would score major political points, and anyone who said even question that would be laughed out of it. But the fact is, it's not definitively proven. And the fact that he's a president of the United States, and there's even a, a still tiny bit of doubt, is not good. Well, I mean, I can answer that on a personal note for me, because it's possible, give him the benefit of the doubt, that it is possible that he lost it, because I lost mine, and I had to get mine from the Commonwealth of Virginia. And it was a copy. It was not the original. So give him the benefit of the doubt that it may have gotten lost, may have got misplaced or something like that, and they had to apply for a new one. So just because I don't have my original, I have a copy, but I don't have my original, does that make me ineligible to become president of the United States? Okay. Okay. But it's still, it's still okay. A certification of live birth is not technically a birth certificate, though. That's that's the point. The this whole this whole um, certification thing is not. 
If it was a copy of the original birth certificate, that would be one thing. But it's not the same sort of document. If you look on your birth certificate, it's not going to say certification of live birth on it. It's not the same sort of document. And uh, for instance, there's a uh, okay. If you were born in a foreign country, you could acquire a Hawaiian certification of live birth. So the fact that he has that certificate doesn't prove he was actually born there. Because if... Um, if that was the case, then answer me, why did they put on there that the birth city was Honolulu, Hawaii? Okay. Oh, so anyway, oh. I'm, I, I, I'm going to have to let you go because I'm still doing a whole bunch of stuff here. So I just wanted to, to call and put in my two cents on it. And I'm getting a whole bunch of people in the IRC Ryzen chat saying, give me a shout-out. So I'm going to shout-out to those guys. All right, you know who you are, Daniel. You know who you are. Anyway, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. No problem. Look, the fact is he should be releasing all of this because a president should not have anything like that secret. And like I said, even if there's – even if it's a million to one chance that this is true, there should be a zero percent chance period. There should not be even a shadow of a doubt. But there are. And this speaks volumes um, to that. Okay, let's go back to the phones. 111, you're on the show. What's up? Can you hear me? I can hear you. Yeah, yeah I guess you can. I'll, okay, on the Republic, I read a couple months ago that you said by what date you would be the president? And last time I checked, you're not the president. Ooh. Um, I was still in line with the president today. That's not bad. And and why do you criticize Maddow's Five when he did more for the conservative party than you ever did? Please. Maddow's Five ripped that party to shreds. No, he, let, he didn't. Look how many members he, it has. Look how many members it has. He caused he caused a huge divide by his actions in what he did. Additionally, he made he tried to move our party away from the right and being more moderate and wishy washy and all that nonsense. And How did he do this? Time, the only time we even had a decent number of seats in Congress. You're not, you're not answering um, my question. How did he do it? How did he move it away from the right? Because he's a he's a, a moderate to liberal. He's not a, a conservative. And we needed so we need someone who's a you can't be liberal with the game mechanics. What? It's near impossible. There's no abortion in e-republic. There is no gay marriage in e-republic. So what is what? You know, you're not. You don't make any sense. You can't even defend why you think Maddow's five is a raging liberal. Not that's not true. There are there are issues of party politics. There are issues of. Uh, well, maybe we should just make a, a fucking e-sonomy option. So you can bitch about it. Maybe we should just make an e-marriage, e-marriage uh, option so you can bitch about it. Two guys get married. I said I want silence. Okay, anyway. So basically the point with that is there are foreign policy considerations. There are domestic considerations. And so there are a wide range of issues where you can stand up for conservative principles in the game. You know, you could still have conservative principles. Any republic, believe it or not, believe it or not, ignoring those principles 
not a good idea. That makes us no different than anyone else. Makes us no better than the leftist radicals who rule this country. And in regards to the president issue, I would be e POTUS uh, if I if our party was in PTO and I ran again, I would have had more votes than Gaius easily. Keep in mind, he had one serious opponent that was universally endorsed by major parties, practically. I was up against three serious opponents. And he performed slightly better than me. Slightly. So, that's it a lot. Like I said, he's out soon. He's out soon enough. No question about that. All right, let's go another phone call. Hello, another secret caller. You're on the line. What's up? Yeah, hey, uh, hey, you hung up on me, and you didn't even bother to answer my question. What did math do to make more quote-unquote liberal? Hey, let's go another caller. Um, hello. Uh, am I on now? You are, yes. Yeah, this is uh, Daniel C. and as you know, I've worked for multiple parties, and uh, I've been a UIP chief of voters where I organized elections for over 20 candidates and mobile voters. Uh, I was election secretary for the UIP where I had to uh, decide and multiple applications for Congress uh, and decide who was going to run in the only region we had, which was Florida. And uh, then I transferred over to the VP of Science, uh, and uh, became really involved and started trying messaging people, getting activity up. And I got we got over uh, onto uh, eRepublic. And uh, yeah, what have you done for your party? Well, when I was party president of the CVP, uh, not 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 the CVP, what the original CVP. What did you do for their party? What I did, I helped coordinate uh, election efforts. I helped uh, with the administrative politics of the party. Uh, but I did what I was. Uh, can uh, I, Matt and Crom vouch for that? Well, Matt isn't a big fan of mine, so. Um, can Crom? Can Crom vouch for that? Sure. Well, Crom just went along with whatever Matt uh, wanted him. So to neither do. of them can vouch that you did anything ever for that party. Well, that's, that's, Aside that's, from completely yeah. split it down yeah. the middle. Uh, and destroy all credibility. No, he lost all credibility. I took the patriotic conservatives in the party, made our own party, and then people went out there and stole our party. And stole our party. You know what? Now you're all out. You're all out. And I was proud to be a part of that. I was proud to see the old sinister regime get kicked out like it deserves. Like it deserves. It is, a, it is a shame, though, about the conservative victory party. We were literally five days away from top fighting. But you douchebags had to come in there and screw up our plans. You had to do that. Yeah, okay. If, if, if it's pretty clear what the Jackson Leith wanted to do. Jackson Leith just wanted to screw with me. He didn't care about the party. And anyone who believed he cared about the party is an idiot. That's why there's two dozen active members right now. 
And um, that's it. There used to be hundreds in that party. He's inactive, didn't care about it, just wanted to screw with me. Wanted to keep us out of the top five. Wanted to keep a real conservative party in the top five. And now we see, I'll, I'll tell you what's a great example we're reaching out, though. The uh, American Advancement Party, they're days away from passing uh, USWD and taking the first spot. Their recruitment campaign is absolutely relentless. They send multiple different messages to new members at different stages. It is absolutely, you know, they get a lot of new, new users. And um, I don't know. This is dumb. All the liberals are dumb. They love to make their ridiculously stupid points, and none of it is really intelligent. Which is uh, sad, per se. Not sad. Oh, Arwin Ramil. What's up, Arwin Ramil? Arwin, hello? Is this Arwin? You want to talk, Arwin? Maybe you talk you, uh, about it. Yeah, I'm the guy who tried to PTO your party because, you know, I'm, I'm just such an evil person and I truly just hate you. And first of all, you're not him. Second of all, you're speaking too low, so call back. Okay. Uh, give me five minutes alone with Jackson Lee and Barack Hussein Obama in a room. I will tear them a new one. Let's say that. Uh, anyway, let's get back to some fun, fun, fun topics. Now, what are we going to do with you leftists? Here's what has to happen. Take a hint, get in, get in line, and start helping America. Start helping America or leave. This is our country. This is supposed to be the land of the free, land of the brave. And if you don't like it, then take a hike. You and Barack Hussein Obama can go to. All right, one one one, you're on the air. My question: uh, What did Maddows do to make the party more liberal? And and just wait, if uh, if you loved America so much, why did you move to South 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 Africa? Why why that country? And because there was no citizenship, and I like elephants. Other one 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 caller, you're on the air. And I guess not anymore. Okay, so I was going to tell you guys about a great idea I had a little earlier. <clears throat> I'm going to share that now. Now, when I get into real-life Congress eventually, um, when I get into the real Congress, so the congressmen, and... Um, Hopefully, I don't have to wait until I'm president to do it. Here's what I'm going to do. And I'm sure uh, Amun 
who goes to uh, Gay Ween University would appreciate this. Now, the first act that I would do, tell you what, in the history of this nation, one of the greatest crimes ever committed um, at the end of the Civil War. What happened was millions of people had their property stolen from them by the federal government with no compensation whatsoever. This is an absolute travesty that this occurred. So I would propose the Property Restoration Act. What you would do is you would return all the descendants of the slaves to their former owners, and we would correct a great injustice in history. I think this would be a phenomenal bill, a landmark piece of legislation, and uh, we should rally support for it. And I'm glad that we all agree on this. Because it is an act that we certainly need. You know, the... Uh, They they like to talk about reparations for now that show's not better and it's cutting into a much better audience, so I would not listen to that. Okay. Anyway, so we need something else. We need to correct the real injustice. Not reparations for the descendants of slaves. How about reparations for the people who had their livelihood stolen from them and got no compensation for it whatsoever? That is the real injustice here. That is a great tragedy of American history. One of the worst things that I've ever occurred. All right, one, one, one. Ooh, want to ask me about Matt? No. Do you want to ask me about Matt? I know, I know he wanted one, so I'm going to give him one right now. But you, uh, again, you never answered my question about what Matos Five did to make the party more liberal. All right, Matos Five went after the leading voice of conservatism in the party. That's what he did. Which was not you, obviously. It was me. Um, excuse, it was me. Last time I checked, 166 people voted for me for party president. Virtually all of them actual members of the party. Unlike him, who had passive voters from outside the party? No. Who are you speaking of, Matt? Yes. In the, uh, in the, in the July, uh, A.J. Bruno Matos fought the showdown. In the next election, they every a lot of people voted for him, and I'm pretty sure you weren't running. Well, Ron Paul didn't win because he was on vacation and didn't have time to message everyone. Otherwise, he would have won. So... No, Ron Paul uh, wouldn't have won. He had like 16 votes. It would have been impossible. No, he had 40 votes for the first place. And he would have won if he... The person who wins is the one who reaches out to the voters the most. And it's, it's, it's several components. You need to have a strong message, a good presentation, are, are you and you need to reach out to me? everyone. I'm sorry? Are you still, okay, I, I guess I take you're still on the line. Okay, if, if everyone loves you, then why is the general opinion... That Matos Five is a much much better leader than you. That's Why is this, are all those people are all those people just liberal nutcases? He, he led the party to fifth place, almost falling out of the top five, and now they're number four. He crippled okay. the party. He accomplished nothing as a party president. I, I had I had played e Republic for about two weeks when I heard about you. 
And my first comment, the first comment I ever made in this game was, well, you're, was you're a big joke. You lie. You lie, boy. Okay. So anyway, um, he is a liar indeed, and he lies. There we go. So anyway, uh, you want to talk about Matos 5. We'll mention Matos 5 again. You know what? We got a, we got a few minutes left. Um, Matt, why don't you call up again, and we'll hash out a few of these issues in the last minute that we have, if you want to go ahead and do that. Let's uh, let the listeners know for themselves. <laughs> you lie. You lie, boss. Uh, well, a master's got me working. Someday, master sets me free. Okay, so did I ever tell you it's hilarious, it's hilarious joke while we're waiting for Matt here? Okay, so when I was at school at American two years ago, I'm waiting in line, and there's like fried chicken in this particular line, and this this uh, colored fellow is a few people in front of me, and I seriously thought to myself, I wonder if he'll take a lot of fried chicken. He took about the plate filled up about five inches. I mean, an insane amount of fried chicken. You've never seen someone eat this much fried chicken before. And it's crappy fried chicken, too. And uh, I found that absolutely hilarious because I, I totally called it. I thought I would mention that. <laughs> you call it racism, I call it true. I, I, excuse me. And you know what? I am tired of these uh, racist terms that are thrown around here. You know, it's 2009. We use, we use politically correct terms now, such as Negro and colored. Um, so I would appreciate if we use these appropriate terms. Yeah, but no, I love how I love how the liberals like to accuse you of, uh, of racism. For instance, they'll say, um, like I'll say, don't drink the Kool Aid, and they don't know who Jim Jones is, and so they'll say, hey, that's racist. I'm like, why do blacks like Kool Aid? I didn't know that. Anyway, so but hey, don't try and call me a racist. I'm not. I love all black people who didn't vote for Barack Obama. Just like I love all other people of other colors who didn't vote for Barack Obama. I am racist along ideological lines. Okay. In the last five minutes, let's bring Matt back on here. Okay, Matt, let's hash out some of these issues here. Now, see, what you should have done originally is defend a member of your own party. If I, regardless of your opinion of me, I had a tremendous ability to grow the party. If I were party president, regardless of what you think of my tactics, the party size would have doubled. We would have been in a much stronger position, probably in in second place instead of fourth right now. We would have better congressional. What would you have done? Look look at what I've done with the conservative victory party for a short period of time. Now, about half the members, true, were from the other CDK. But I got a lot from other parties as well. We had uh, some libertarians. uh, And how did you get those members? We had a good number of USWP, a good number of AAP. It doesn't matter how we got them. We got them. And, it, it um, no, it matters how you got them. How did you get them? You invited people. See, people use the term poaching. Now, it's not poaching when you invite people. People can make their own decisions, and there should be nothing wrong with that. If someone's really committed to a party, they're not going to leave anyone. So we just simply got those members, and that's what I would have done. And you not taking the necessary steps has hurt the party. And you haven't even gotten back all the members that you lost originally. But what I did, and what all party presidents should do, is focus on weakening the other parties and strengthening their own cause. 
I'm proud for the fact that because of me, the Republicans and nationalists are virtually nothing now. I decimated their earnings with recruits. Well, I'm proud I'm sorry, of that. Hey, I'm sorry I didn't uh, you know, go to other parties and start inviting people to come over. Despite the not only that, not only that, you railroaded me. You said I did nothing. Half of your cabinet did nothing. Your half of your officers said absolutely nothing. And you said, I, I did everything you said. Okay, as your as as the uh, as a member of your group of officers, you don't have to tell me what to do. I don't have to take the initiative to ask you guys what to do. You should have told me what to do. And and, and the fact that you didn't, that's not my fault. If you didn't I give didn't me enough, uh, what to do, and it was too hard. It was like trying to tell someone who doesn't know anything about anything to program the next. I don't know. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. I'd tell you to do something, and it was like, just it wouldn't go through your head. You'd do it, and then you'd go and insult somebody about something, and it was like... No, these are mostly liberals starting trouble with me about irrelevant issues also. And you told right, me up I'll admit it. Somebody. They did bring some problems to you at first, but... It, what do you do? You went after me. And do, do you think going after me and hurting the party was better than sticking up for me. And you had no intention of ever nominating me for country president, despite the fact that the voters went for it. First, you blame me for something. You had no proof that I did, which I didn't do, trying to slander my name, saying that I did fraud, which I did nothing like that, okay? He, he, Jackson had his cronies go out and message everyone. Uh, Jackson, sorry. Uh, guys, his cronies go out and message everyone else. So I messaged everybody, too. And what happened? I started to win the primary because I had a better message and a stronger, more conservative message. But you didn't want to stick up for that. You broke your thing. You tried to make it so that you had to prove everything I wrote, okay? You're not my mother. And you kept breaking promise after promise, deal after deal. And then you go after me because I didn't ask you, didn't have you approve something that I was supposed to write? One thing? When you broke so many things, and you tried to get to support someone who I knew was a bad candidate. And what do you do? You railroad me, and you hurt the party with a with a tough tough election, which I would have won, and whether you admit it or not, I would have won it if you didn't have outside votes. Hey, I didn't ask for those outside votes. They just came. So what am I supposed to do about that? Well, you could have said, hey, let me win this on my own accord. You could have told people not to do it, but you'd let them do it. And essentially, you won with the minority of the party members. That's why we saw flocks of them. And then when that party fell apart, when it was PTO'd, you guys had to rush to get all the members back. Hey, we didn't PTO your party at all. And the ones who did, I did not tell them to do that. Yes. Well, you might not have personally done it, but plenty of people did do it. They PTO'd our party, they targeted our party, and just to destroy it. You had to... They try to say to give it respectable leadership. Yeah, to destroy the party. They crippled my party. And, but look, uh, you know, it's, un- it's unfortunate that uh, it had to resort to this, but thanks for coming back on the show. Uh, we are coming down to the last few seconds here. Okay, we are going to be on every weekday. Tell your friends. should be good. Now, we're going to have some good guests in the near future, too. Some, uh, perhaps some big political people. I have connections. Don't forget that. So stay tuned. There'll be some announcements in the near future. Keep listening. We'll back, be back tomorrow, same time, uh, 10 p.m. Eastern, uh, 2 midnight, tomorrow night. We'll be back again next week also. 
So keep listening. Keep staying tuned. Uh, thanks, everyone, for coming out tonight. And um, you know what? You liberals suck. You PTOers suck. And uh, cheaters never win. Remember that. In real life or real life, cheaters never win. AJ Bruno signing out. So long.